No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into His Hardline. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. This is the only place where you're going to get God and Jesus Christ mixed in with a little true history of America, mixed in with instructions on how to assemble your nation. We're here to implement solutions that will help restore this republic. But most importantly, we're also here to help America and the rest of the world to invite Jesus Christ into their heart. It's time to take back our nation. It's time to take back our world, ladies and gentlemen. And you can find us here six out of the seven days a week. So be sure to share this with your friends and family. Don't forget, don't forget, sovereignty itself is of course not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Welcome to His Heart Line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. <laughs> yeah. Let's get rocking. All right. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Wherever you may be located in the world, I am Jason, your co host. On this Saturday, December 31st, 2022, with, of course, the one and only God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the host. They are the ones in charge. They're the ones that run the operation. They're at the captain's seat, and they're behind the wheel. So that means they're steering this ship through these crazy, chaotic waters that we know it as life. But again, as I always say, You put your full trust in God and Christ, the Holy Spirit, ask for discernment and have the Holy Spirit work through you. They, God will steer you through this, through these waters. He will put your ship in a safe harbor so that you can finally anchor and get your feet on solid, dry land. It is so very important to, to grasp that that idea, because that's exactly what God's doing. I want to wish all of you a happy new year. Zero Michigan, Tara and Robert want to wish you guys a happy new year. Oscar, Randy, Nancy. I want to wish all of you, everybody, anyone who's listening to this on download side later, happy new year. Happy to have you all here today. So today Here at His Hard Line, we're going to be, this is episode 404, we're going to be reading here in a little bit, Isaiah chapter 38, 
we'll have a little discussion. And then just a few things I actually wanted to kind of go over that I find kind of interesting as I kind of scroll through uh, some headlines and then some things that just kind of popped in my mind. Because I, as you all know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't really do show notes. I don't put together a uh, a monologue like typical radio hosts really do. Um, yeah, that might seem a little risky, maybe a little unorganized to some degree, but I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I guess I just never really, you know, when I did that, yes, things, you know, seem to flow pretty well, but, um, I try to let God, uh, just kind of put it on my heart and in my mind, what he wants me to say. Um, sometimes I'll put some things on a note, you know, on a digital notepad just so I don't forget it. But uh, today, something kind of pressed upon me to kind of look into the meaning of crypt, because, you know, we're, it seems like now we're seeing a lot of, you know, news about, you know, obviously the dollar crashing continuously, because obviously the Freds keep raising the rates. Um, silver, precious metals are constantly still going up, and I think we're going to start seeing uh, larger margins of increases going forward with uh, precious metal like silver and gold and cryptocurrency. You know, we keep hearing a lot about cryptocurrency in the news. We keep hearing about the whole FTX thing. We keep hearing about, you know, a CBDC, which is different from a, you know, cryptocurrency. But, you know, the, you know, they keep hearing about how with the, as the dollar crashes, we're going to have a, you know, a central uh, digital bank um, currency. Uh, it just, <clears throat> it seems like a bunch of nonsense. At the end of the day, we need to get back to sound money, which is asset backed. And that's what JFK tried doing back in the day. He, that's why we had silver certificates. They were, it was money backed by actual silver. And as you look at Russia and China, they're backing their money with gold. And so I think as we continuously see this systematic takedown of the elite, Rothschild, Rockefeller, uh, Soros, I don't know, whatever family name you want to put behind it. I mean, I'm sure there are other names that we probably don't even know about. But as we see this elitist, satanic, human exploitation system get systematically taken down, we're going to see... The Federal Reserve note, which is a debt instrument, not even real money. We think it's money because we have a perceived value on it, but that's going away. And I think we're, and I think that obviously that's one of the reasons why we see some of this uh, really crazy inflation. Now, <clears throat> real quick, before we kind of get into some of that a little bit further, um, I wanted to go over a couple headlines real quick. So as I kind of scroll through the Gateway Pundit, just out of curiosity, I'm sure you all, if you guys have been scrolling Telegram or True Social, you guys will have already seen that uh, Pope Benedict, the former Pope, um, had died at 95. Um, I'm not really going to shed some tears over that, but I find that very interesting. Uh, so, yep, that's kind of part of the news today, apparently. So he dies at 95. He was a former Pope, yada, yada, yada. Again, not going to put too much uh, emphasis on him, but he was the first pope, though, in the Roman Catholic Church to resign in nearly 600 years. Um, and that's not typical. I guess popes, you know, when you're when you're a pope, you, you're in there till death. So um, 
all the popes, in my opinion, they're all evil. So again, I'm not shedding any tears over over that. But yeah, he died suddenly, apparently, in his home uh, on Saturday today. Um, there was something else here I saw. I thought this was very interesting. Um, <clears throat> what did I see this? Okay, so over at Gateway Pundit, let's see here. Where did I see it? Let me scroll down. Now, I thought this was kind of interesting. This was a headline. It said the uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell met with FTX's SBF in February of 2022 when the Fed was examining a federal digital currency. Well, why would the Fed, which again, the Federal Reserve is owned by the Rothschilds, why would the Fed be meeting with a, you know, a cryptocurrency company owner back in February of this year? Why? Just a little question I pose. <clears throat> As I scroll down here, let me see what else is here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Boy, got, got a little got a little gremlin in my throat that just won't leave me alone. Um, there was something else I saw that I wanted to kind of read here that caught my eye. And of course, Gateway Pundit seems like they always change their articles from one second to the next. Um, bear with me, guys. Hold on. Um, that This is a sad story, too. I remember hearing Glenn Beck talking and interviewing this guy. There's a Texas father. He's still dealing with this, but he's providing heartbreaking you know, updates to the uh, transgender custody battle against his ex-wife, who's working to try to transition their son, James, into a little girl named Luna. I mean, that's just outrageous. If I was this man, I wouldn't know what to do. It just, to me, that is, that is the epitome of child abuse. When you're trying to take the biology of your son and you're trying to mutilate the genitalia just so you could turn him into a girl in your little delusional mind, that is sick. That is absolutely sick. And I cannot, I cannot understand what goes through the process of a parent, if you even want to call an individual such a title, to me, that's just, you know, an abuser. That's not a parent, this mother that wants to transition her son James into a little girl. She needs to be in prison. And I hope one day she sees the Gray Bar Motel. Let me continue down here. Yeah, this is interesting, too. I guess media icon, legendary, I quote, legendary anchor Barbara Walters also passes away at 93. It's interesting. Um, where did I see this? Oh, of course. And of course, the insanity continues with a Portland woman pushing a three-year-old child onto train tracks. But, you know, it's Portland. It seems to be probably a normal occurrence for them out there. They're like, oh, that's it? Just a three-year-old? That's that's nothing compared to the insanity that they have going on out there. Um, hopefully, the Oregon Assembly will... Uh, you know, help clean up that state once we uh, get more people in power and we get, um, when I say more people in power, what I mean is we, the people in power, meaning we need more of our states. Now, minimum, we need 38, but we are going to get all 50 states. But uh, this is just insanity. These people, man, I don't know what's going on. I tell you, Lucifer is definitely at work here. Um, Let's see. Joe Biden cheers at his historic year. Again, not the real Joe Biden, but again, They cheer record crime and record inflation, record illegal immigration, record gas prices, and the worst stock, bond, and equity losses since, get this, since 1871. This was the headline I was looking for. Let me read that again. This is kind of interesting that they dropped the the year 1871 because that's when the Organic Act of 1871 
took place when the corporation was established for the United States Corporation. Let me read this again. Joe Biden cheers historical year, historic year. <clears throat> record crime, record inflation, record illegal immigration, record gas prices, and worst stock bond and equity losses since 1871. I find that very interesting how they dropped that year in there since 1871. Really? 18, really? Since 1871. I mean, it wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it, but I just find that very peculiar that they put that in there because the act of 1871 obviously is voided out. Now it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. This was uh, Zero Michigan. You were asking, was this on the news media? This is on the Gateway Pundit, gatewaypundit.com. If you scroll down, um, this was dropped. Let's see the story, December 30th, 2022 at 8.35 p.m. So yesterday, this was dropped yesterday. Yes, it's uh, very interesting. So if you want to go check that out for yourself, you can just go to thegatewaypundit.com. It was by Jim Hoft. But yeah, I just find that very interesting how they they dropped that that year in there. I was like, wow, okay, that's that's interesting. But you know, the act of 1871 is is voided out. Now I read parts of it. Maybe I might bust that out and read some of it again and and explain again why what the act of 1871 really was and how and why it got voided out and why that's so important with for returning back to our republic. Maybe we'll do that here in the beginning, you know, of the of January sometime. <clears throat> so, but anyway, so there's that. Um, where, what? There was something else I wanted to say. Let's see here. 24-year-old flight attendant at Air Albania, which I assume is probably a, yeah, airline, collapses and dies suddenly from a heart attack shortly after landing in London. And she doesn't look like an unhealthy lady. She actually looks like a very attractive young woman, but she died suddenly of a heart attack. I'm sure that wasn't from eating a bunch of Big Macs, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm pretty certain of that. I'm sure she got the jab, unfortunately. Sorry, I had to mute myself for a second because I had to really clear my throat. Um... But yeah, so this is just kind of kind of some of the the craziness that we're seeing. Oh, there's another story right here. I, I missed this one on the Gateway Pundit. Again, dropped yesterday. It says Biden economy, the Dow incurs worst year since 2008. NASDAQ incurs worst year ever. If you add in bonds, it's the worst year since 1871. Again, there's that 1871 again. Hmm. So anyway, that's enough of that. But there was also something also that I saw on telegram here it was by the page intel slava z which i don't know who the heck that is but i thought this was kind of an interesting thing that they posted so there was a uh, a post what is this financial times let's see gold buyer binge on biggest volume for 55 years so what they posted hold on, i'm on my phone here trying to read this says anal analyst of the World Gold Council, China and Russia have become the largest savers of the precious metal. The central banks of the two countries are buying gold at the fastest pace since 1967. The last time this level of buying was seen was a historic turning point for the global monetary system. 
accelerating the demise of the Bretton Woods system, which pegged the value of the U.S. dollar to the precious metal. The main message is that Russia and China no longer want to rely on the U.S. dollar as their main reserve asset. So again, this is just another part of taking down this demonic beast system that we call the Federal Reserve. Excuse me for one more second. The worst part about this little throat clearing thing is I did not grab a bottle of water. So that kind of stinks. So we're going to, we're going to trudge through this. Now here's something else that um, somebody in the assembly posted, and I'm not going to mention names again. There's no, and I have to make myself clear just for the record. Now I will, if I ever speak on something, I will tell you if it's definitely fact or, you know, give you the sourcing. All right. And I'll also be honest with you and say, there's no validation on this. There's no, if, if it's something that, you know, I'm reading or saying, I'll say there's no proof or anything like that. I try to be very, very clear on that. <clears throat> remember, I'm not an investment advisor. I'm not a doctor. Don't play one on TV, as some would say. And remember, I am not the official mouthpiece of the assembly. And when it comes to reading the Bible, I am not a biblical scholar, priest, or ordained minister or any of the above. I'm just a truck driver who hauls gas. I read a lot. I listen a lot. I research a lot and I try to connect the dots. Um, and when I say try to connect the dots, I don't try to formulate a story in my own mind to make something make sense. I really truly just analyze what I see. And if something connects organically, awesome. If not, I just kind of place it in the back of my mind for a later date. And if it happens to you know come to my mind later and I try to figure out, okay, why is this coming back to my mind? But I don't try to formulate a story like a lot of people do because that's unhealthy number one number two it's delusional number three it's counterproductive i really want to see things for what they are and not make my own stories up because my own stories are not facts so i just want to make sure you guys all realize that that i do my best to really analyze things properly and let you know if i'm telling you something or reading something that a there's no proof of this or there's no evidence of this but i like to share it anyway so what i'm about to read there's no validation of this but this is interesting again from telegram it's from the hidden survivor i guess it's called at the hidden survivor but a, an assembly member in tennessee was sharing this and destry forwarded this to me via text and it says no subject read this carefully working on finding the article so it's just a little side note okay so again not validated worth sharing regarding what I just read regarding China and Russia. Now it says, according to Nathaniel Rothschild, heir to the Rothschild family fortune without Ukraine. Now this is a quote from Nathaniel Rothschild without Ukraine, the global order may not survive. End quote. Again, whoever forwarded this is trying to find that article. Now, the commentary says, did you catch that? This is a red alert panic call. And again, I'm not trying to spread this fear porn, but this is interesting. This is a red alert panic call to fellow globalists saying that if the Ukraine were to fall, then so would the New World Order. They, being in brackets, are literally begging for military reinforcements from other globalist nation states to aid in saving quote saving ukraine for the new world order agenda 
This is incredibly telling, especially knowing about the U.S. funded biolabs that are there. Preventing, uh, yes, preventing next pandemic, perhaps. He also said, being Nathaniel Rothschild, he also said that Xi Jinping was a close second to being the world's most dangerous man next to Putin. That confirms my belief regarding Xi, that George Soros said the same thing. That is not coincidental, and there should be no more questions. It should be abundantly clear by now that Putin and Xi are single-handedly destroying the New World Order as and they being in in, uh, brackets and they are absolutely terrified about it. Hashtag share. So again, I find this very interesting and peculiar because as China and Russia peg precious metal assets to their currency to get away from using the, well, the valueless you know, money system that we have that's called the Federal Reserve Note or the U.S. dollar. <clears throat> I just find it very interesting because what China and Russia is doing is they're trying to get away from that that that's oppressive system from the satanic cabal. And it's just no wonder why they try to demonize China and Russia all the time because why would they demonize China and Russia all the time? Sure, you know, you got your, you got your communist, which I believe is part of the elite, in China, just like you had the Soviets, right? <clears throat> but there's good people in China. It's good people in Russia. And I think that what they're trying to do is they're trying to really, really get away from this beast system that has been plaguing this world for hundreds and thousands of years. I mean, this is a very long-standing game that they've been playing. And I hate putting it in the words like that game because there's nothing about this that seems like a game to the people like me and you that are pretty much the pawns of the system, which we don't have to be the pawns of the system. That's why the National Assembly is so relevant. That's why assembling our states is so relevant, because we, the people, really, truly do have the power. We each are ordained by God to step on those snakes and scorpions. We are the rulers of this earth. God created we, the people, to steward this earth properly. So um, I found that very interesting, but you know what? Let's get into the reading because I I don't, (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself here a little bit. So let's get into the reading first because I always want to make sure we put God first. God has to come first every day. So we're going to read Isaiah 38 and we'll continue this discussion here after the reading. So Isaiah 38, today I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible and it's only about uh, 22 verses, not too long. <clears throat> Excuse me now. Forgive me if you hear some throat clearing. I, I should have been more prepared with my bottle of water, but that's okay. And it reads, In those days, Hezekiah became mortally ill, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amaz, came to him and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Set your house in order, for you are going to die and not live. Then Ezekiel turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Please, Lord, just remember how I have walked before you wholeheartedly and in truth and have done what is good in your sight. And Ezekiel wept profusely. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, saying, Go and say to Ezekiel, This is what the Lord, the God of your father David, says. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will add 15 years to your life. And I will save you in this city 
in the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will protect this city. And this shall be a sign to you from the Lord that the Lord will perform this word that he has spoken. And behold, I will make the shadow on the stairway, which has gone down with the sun on the stairway of Ahaz, go back 10 steps. So the sun's shadow went back 10 steps on the stairway on which it had gone down. This is the writing. This is a writing of Hezekiah's king of Judah after his illness and recovery. I said, in the middle of my life, I am to enter the gates of Sheol. I have been deprived of the rest of my years. I said, I will not see the Lord. The Lord in the land of the living. I will no longer look on mankind among the inhabitants of the world. Like a shepherd's tent, my dwelling is pulled up and removed from me. As a weaver, I rolled up my life. He cuts me off from the loom. From day until night, you make an end of me. I composed my soul until morning, like a lion, so he breaks all my bones. From day until night, you make an end of me. Like a swallow, like a crane, so I twitter. I moan like a dove. My eyes look wistfully to the heights. Lord, I am oppressed. Be my security. What shall I say? For he has spoken to me, and he himself has done it. I will walk quietly all my years because of the bitterness of my soul. Lord, by these things people live, and in all these is the life of my spirit. Restore, my, restore me to health and let me live. Behold, for my own welfare, welfare I had great bitterness, but you have kept my soul from the pit of nothingness, for you have hurled all my sins behind your back. For Sheol cannot thank you, death cannot praise you, those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. It is the living who gives thanks to you as I do today. A father tells his sons about your faithfulness. The Lord is certain to me, so we will play my songs on stringed instruments all the days of our life at the house of the Lord. Now Isaiah had said, Have them take a cake of figs and apply it to the boil, so that he may recover. Then Hezekiah had said, What is the sign that I will go up to the house of the Lord? And that is the reading of Isaiah chapter 38, verses 1 through 22. I do want to make one little note here. When we were reading in the middle of verse 11, where it says, I said, I will not see the Lord and the Lord in the land of the living. I will no longer look on mankind. I want to, I, I've learned this. You will never, from my understanding and from what I thought I researched, and someone can correct me, but I'm pretty certain that I did my research properly here and I'm okay with fact checking if I did it wrong, but you'll, you won't see the word human or humankind in the Bible. Because if I, again, if I did my research properly and anyone can fact check me, because I'm very open to that, I want to make sure factual information is here, as long as you show me proof. But human, hue, man, hue, meaning, I guess, to cut down man, human, to cut down man. God does not want to cut down man. So I, you won't see that word human or humankind in the Bible. That's why it's very important that I try to, that words are very important. That's why I try to say mankind, people, man, woman, not person, not human. So anyways, I just thought that was very noteworthy to, to say. So 
what can we take out of this text? Well, the orders of healing, now, it seems like in, in, in the book of Luke, we read the story of a man with the palsy who was brought to Jesus for healing. And when Jesus beheld the faith of a man and his friends, he forgave the man of his sins. Now, the Pharisees who were around accused Jesus of blasphemy because only God can forgive sins, right? If you remember that correctly, and if Jesus was not God, then he was reducing the divine power of God to something in man's authority. But to prove that he is divine, Jesus then heals that lame man, having him rise up and walk. And again, if you want to reference that story, it's Luke chapter 5, verse 18 through 26. But why did Jesus wait to heal the man of his palsy? Was he waiting to display his power? Now consider another question, though. Would Jesus have healed the lame man's body at all if the Pharisees had not accused him of being only a man? We need to remember that God is far more concerned with the state of our soul than he is about our body. And remember, the body is just a vessel. But yes, he does not want to see us suffer, but he also allows suffering to sharpen our soul. Job is the perfect example of this. And God allowed Satan to do terrible things to Job's body just to just so God could refine an arrogance inside of Job's heart. Now, if Job had never gone through this trial, or multiple trials, I should say, we'll just say his trial, you know, he would have never gotten closer to God. Kind of like that refining, right? In the fire of gold, right? And so this also seems to be true of King Hezekiah. So after his illness, Hezekiah admitted that he had been in sin and realizing that he was about to die, the king examined his soul and cried out to God. And when he sought God, he answered. And so Jesus was not healing the man of the palsy. He was healing the man of his sins. And the man's physical healing was a rebuke of the Pharisee's accusation. It was a testimony that he was the son of God. And so we can therefore draw the conclusion that God is interested in the condition of the soul. Now, any physical healing is an extension of his grace to his believers and a witness to those around that there is a God. It is not God's main focus. Now, as we kind of break this down in verse by verse here, in verse 1, even though Hezekiah has already shown great faith, trouble still comes his way. God reigns on the just and the unjust. But being saved does not make one suddenly immune to the problems of the world. And being saved does, however, though, mean that one has the promise of being able to overcome all troubles through Jesus Christ. And <clears throat> as we look at verses 2 through 3, Ezekiel trusted God to deliver his people from an invading army. Now, at this point, he's trusting God to deliver him from death. And he knows that God does not punish his servants. So in sincere tears, he reminds God of how faithful that he had been in the hope that God would consider his pain and alleviate it. And so with grace, God answers Hezekiah's prayer. And with a trouble, when trouble comes, instead of blaming God in frustration, like many of us do sometimes, not all of us, but many people do, or feeling like being, you know, that they're defeated by simply 
accepting it as a divine will of God, just be honest with God. Tell him how painful this is, how frustrated you are, how difficult it is. Trust that God will see and answer the pain of your heart with mercy, grace, and love. And even if he does not deliver one from the trouble, he will give one peace to endure it. Consider Stephen about to be stoned to death. God grants him a vision of Jesus and giving him the strength to meet death with compassion for those who are killing him. And you can see that in Act, um, the book of Acts, uh, chapter 6, verse 8, and then chapter 7, verse 16. And God delivers on his personal and, and on a national level. Now, as we look at verses 7 through 8, in a wondrous display of power, God moves the shadow back 10 degrees or 40 minutes. Now, did he make the earth go back in its orbit? Did he spin the earth backwards while you know still keeping gravity intact? I don't know. There's no way to really rationalize how God could perform such a miracle, but instead of letting the mind be puzzled by God's miracles, because again, you know, we must not remi- you know, remain, uh, rely on our own understanding. But we need to recognize and celebrate a glorious display of sovereign authority. We got to remember, God can and will do anything that he pleases at any time. And this is a good thing. God can do great things. People just need to believe and recognize. And so as we look at verse 9, in response to God's miracle, Hezekiah writes a song of praise. And when God blesses one with an answered prayer, you got to remember, you got to give them praise, give them gratitude. Let them and others know how thankful one is. Again, I will continue to press this. This is why I have a gratitude journal, ladies and gentlemen. You need to have a gratitude journal. You need to always constantly be thankful for what you have. You can't just use God as a genie in a lamp and be like, God, I, I need you to do this. You Please do this for me. I need this. I want that. I'm really sick. Please heal me. And God might might say, and again, if I, this is a guess, because obviously I'm not the voice of God, but this is a guess, just based on me being a father. Well, where were you when I did all these wonderful things for you? You never thanked me. You never praised me. You never came to me and said, Lord, thank you so much for my home. Thank you for another day of life and good health. Thank you for my marriage. Thank you for my children. Thank you for the gift of work so I can provide for my family, a roof, food to eat, clothes on our back. You never thanked me one minute for any of that. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to be your saving grace the minute you hit a speed bump in the road? Come on. Get in the practice of writing in a gratitude journal. Just a little side note. Now, as we look at verses 10 through 14, Ezekiel begins the song by conveying how resigned he had been to death, and he had been so focused on his failing body that he, he even began to fail to look upwards to God. He was believing that God was the cause of his illness, saying that God will break his bones, and he compared this state of despair to the continual pointless matter of a crane. And so Hezekiah concludes that his defeat by resigning the belief that he would silently bear the bitterness of his soul all the days of his life, and when, it, when in a trial, it is difficult to recognize that one is in the wrong mindset. Now that Hezekiah had recovered, he's able to look back and see that his illness had clouded his judgment and feelings toward God. 
So as we look through 16 through 18, shifting now to the correct perspective of his illness, Hezekiah wrote that his sins had caused his bitterness, not God, that the Lord is interested in life and healing. And even though God had granted him peace, Ezekiah had turned it into bitterness by being caught up in corruption. I want to take a side note from this and sidestep for a second. I think I've said this story before, but my mother-in-law, who attends a Bible study with a few women, one lady said, oh, I don't believe God would send us to hell. I don't, I don't really believe in hell. And my mother-in-law looked at this woman. She goes, well, first off, what do you mean you don't believe in hell? And number two, what do you mean that, you know, God, of course, God doesn't send us to hell. We send ourselves to hell. And she looked at my mother-in-law like she had three heads. Well, this explains it right here of what we read here. You know, we, we allow our sin, you know, we sin and, and the sin turns into a bitterness. And, and, you know, if we get caught up in corruption, this ultimately causes health issues within us. We create our own hell and we don't have to live in this way. We really don't. But I truly believe we send ourselves to hell. We create our own hell because we allow Satan to get through the cracks of the armor that should be solid and fortified through prayer and always turning to God and praising God and thanking God, the divine father in heaven, our creator, the one that's for life and healing, not death and destruction. But many times there's so many people that just, they, they just want to have a hatred for God and say, no, God just wants, wants me to be sick. No, Satan wants you to be sick. Well, God wants me to be poor and he wants me to suffer all my life and, and always pay taxes and just be always one step behind, you know, always be one step uh, away from being bankrupt. No. And, and first off, let me make a little side note. This is not prosperity, you know, gospel here. All right. Cause I, I cannot stand Joel Osteen and what he does, but you know, Satan wants you to be broke. Satan wants you to be economically poor. He wants you to be poor in health. He wants you to be in agony. God doesn't want that for you. But it's up to you to turn to God and to thank him for the good things that you already have. Be content with where you're at in life. And he will trust you, you know, if he, if, with, with more later. But again, his problem was not in physical illness. It was the sin that he had allowed in his life, as we all allow in our life. God used his illness to make Ezekiel aware of his sin, thus giving him the opportunity to repent. Then after he had repented, God forgave him of his sins and healed his body physically. And God wants to heal the soul first, though, because the soul is the most important. It is eternal. Why do you think Satan is in such a hell-bent mission to collect souls. The human body is a mortal shell that he may or may not heal in this life. But Hezekiah acknowledges that the dead cannot be a witness of a living God and the dead do not go around proclaiming his marvelous works. And in addition, preaching to the dead is of no effect as they finished the stage of existence where they can turn to God. And so one of the privileges of man is to praise God while on earth. And one gets the blessed opportunity to share with others about his love and mercy. That's why his hard line exists, ladies and gentlemen. I want to do nothing but to share 
what God had did for me and my life, what he did in our marriage, what he did for me as becoming, you know, and becoming a better father. Because I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, forgive my French here. And if you have a child, cover their ears or turn the volume down. I'll give you three seconds. But this is important. One, two, three. I was a shitty husband. I was a shitty father. I was not a good guy. I drank a lot. I didn't care. I watched a lot of pornography. I engaged in so much crap that just plagued me. It was corrupt. It was a corrupt life. But yet I thought I was living right because, hey, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. But yet still sinning intentionally. But when I finally pulled my head out of my rear end, by the way, I'm done with the bad word. But when I finally pulled my head out of my rear end and I turned to God at a moment when my life should have been destroyed with divorce and losing my daughter, I finally asked God, I'm like, God, I need you. <laughs> I, I clearly can't fix this on my own. I don't know what I need to do, but I need you. And he took his giant God mallet made of solid steel and he crushed me. He said, okay, I'll answer your prayer, but it's going to hurt my friend. And when he crushed me, he crushed me into a billion pieces and it hurt. And I couldn't be the one to put them together. I have no capability of doing that. The only one that has the capability of putting all those pieces together is God himself. That's it. And so he helped me restore my life. And so again, one gets the blessed opportunity to share with others about his love and mercy. That's why I want to be here today on his heart line. I want to share that with you guys so that maybe if you're dealing with issues in your marriage or in your life or in your health or whatever, right? You got to turn to God. God's the only one that can fix all this. God heals his servants of physical ailments so that he may continue their mission of declaring God's works. He heals all. You just got to turn to him. Additionally, the miracles of God are a testimony and witness to non-believers that he is real and that he has all authority. It's so important that people hear that message. Listen, miraculous healings are a blessing of grace to the believer while also serving as a declaration of non-believers of God, God's existence. And Hezekiah's promise to follow through with God's mission for man to praise God and teach the next generation about him. And so as we look at the last two verses, as an afterthought, the scriptures records additional information to help provide context for Hezekiah's song. And the Lord was ready or prepared to save Hezekiah in that he already knew the remedy. He provided a sign to Hezekiah because the king had wanted proof that Isaiah spoke truthfully. So, we'll be right back here in just a few seconds. Just a quick little break, and then we're going to continue our discussion.
welcome back, welcome back. Okay, now again, just a little quick little miniature commercial, nothing too crazy. If you guys are ever wanting to have a, you know, a good His Hardline coffee mug or a travel tumbler, um, you can email me, email, yeah, can't talk today. You can email my good friend Randy at justcraftingaround, the number two, at gmail.com. And he has, I tell you, he's a very talented man. He's a good godly Christian man. Um, he was on here. I think he may have had to maybe dip out to go. You know, he's probably busy. It's Saturday. I keep forgetting today's Saturday. But anyway, he, if you email him, he does really good work. He can also make hats, I believe. I believe. I'm not sure. But I know he can do a shirt. He can do uh, keychains and little can, you know, if you like to drink pop or an occasional adult beverage, he can make koozies. Um, but just email him. He's not charging outrageous prices. I don't get a cut of this. Um, you know, he donates to the show, you know, when he, when he does, I mean, at the end of the day, I just want to get the, the, the word about this podcast out because at the end of the day, uh, again, like I always say, I'm not really tied to money. I don't, <laughs> I don't really care about money. Yeah. Money is important because it pays the bills, but I'm not caught up around it. I just want to be able to get this word out to God because I know as we get our assemblies, um, as we get our assemblies fortified and situated in this nation, we're going to see so many good things take place in this nation. Uh, you know, for example, federal and state income taxes are going to go away, you know, in, uh, property taxes. I mean, that just alone right there would put so much more money in the pockets of American men and women, because now we're not getting pilfered and having this whole taxation without representation. I know things are going to get better. It's just, we have to go through this process of the destruction of the system. So if you want to get a coffee cup or a mug, again, those are my two favorite products because I love coffee, but you can email Randy at just J U S T Crafton C R A F T E N around a-r-o-u-n-d the number two at gmail.com i do have a sound piece i'm going to play here it says if cryptocurrency was honest but before i play that i want to i this is what was laid on my heart and wow i'm just having deja vu right now this is interesting this was laid on my heart to look this up so i went into the noah webster's 1828 dictionary because again words are words matter I looked up the word crypt and I knew crypto wouldn't be in the dictionary because crypto is kind of a new term here in modern day with digital currency. But I looked up the word crypt because I knew crypt was a word. In, in 1828, it certainly was a word. And I'll read the definition here. And again, you can go to Webster's Dictionary, 1828.com if you want to verify it yourself. Crypt, C-R-Y-P-T. It's a noun meaning to hide a subterranean cell or cave, especially under a church for the internment of persons. Interesting. Also a subterranean chapel or oratory and the grave of a martyr. Hmm. So out of curiosity, because that word internment of persons kind of stood out. So I took that word internment. So again, especially under a church or internment. So it's a subterranean cell or cave, especially under a church for internment of persons, a subterranean chapel oratory in the grave of a martyr. So I was like, okay, this is kind of, that's kind of interesting. So then I took the word internment in the Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary and 
we look that up, that's also a noun. It's the act of depositing a dead body in the earth, burial. Now, I also went back and let me see here. I was looking up crypt, uh, was a cryptic course. Cryptic means hidden, secret, occult. So it makes me wonder, it's like, why do they call like stuff like Dogecoin and FTX coin or whatever? I mean, I don't know, you know, uh, Bitcoin, um, you know, why do they call it crypto? You know, it just, it's one of those things. It just kind of makes you kind of go, hmm, why? What, why do they call it crypto? Now, to continue our discussion, I want to play this. uh, It's about five minutes, but it is interesting. This is my favorite guy on YouTube, Roger. He does these little spoof commercials. And a lot of his stuff is, you know, he, he breaks things down. Like if cryptocurrency was honest. Or if commercial TV ads were honest, if if chocolate ads were honest, and so on and so forth. But but look at this. This is this is kind of <laughs> this is kind of interesting. And he he adds a comical element to it. If cryptocurrency was honest. Say friend, do you like money? Well, what if I told you there was a way to exchange those boring green presidential napkins for sexy computer cash that's easier to lose, far more volatile, slaughters the environment, and can't be exchanged for the vast majority of goods and services? Oh, and it will make you look cool among a subsection of the internet that has strong opinions on age of consent laws. I. I'm Roger, and I'm here to tell you about the exciting financial opportunity that is RajCoin. RajCoin is powered by blockchain, and if you don't know what that is, you're a perfect candidate for gambling large chunks of your real money on the collective hallucination that is my magical calculator banknotes. Allow me to explain with a soothing blue and white stock backdrop of numbers doing fantasy techno gibberish, so you're hypnotized into believing this is futuristic. Pretending to understand blockchain is simple. Instead of being physical currency that's printed and backed by those lizard people in the government, Rajcoin is created by forcing computers to solve needlessly complicated math problems, all while using more electricity than Switzerland. How do Rajcoins even have value? Because real money will become worthless the moment the government collapses, which will definitely happen mm, any century now. But Rajcoin will forever retain its intrinsic value as long as enough websites with names like Bitbro and Chain Chungus keep talking about it. And also assuming the global internet survives into the post-apocalypse. I still don't think I get it. Oh, a savvy investor like you shouldn't fret over boring technical details. Look, here are some fancy words uh, to help convince you. Uh, decentralization, uh, peer-to-peer, cipher, fungibility. What's important is that whether you waste valuable resources yourself or simply pay in exchange for someone else's relentless contribution to climate change, Rajcoin enters your Horton wallet and is yours forever. Uh, 
Unless, of course, you give your money to a scammer or get hacked or the hard drive your investment is tied to fails. Or you could become one of the 20% of people who lose their Raj coin for all eternity because they forgot their wallet password. And I burned their Horton wallet and everything in it. But how often do you forget a password? Yeah. Uh, well, what can I buy with Raj coin? Uh, heroin and feet pics, uh, mostly. But are you sure you want to spend them? Raj coin is an investment. It could triple in value overnight. Or it could plummet to total worthlessness because of something an ignorant celebrity tweets. Or if a goofball country bans it, like China. <laughs> That's all part of the thrill. So it's... It's money that I shouldn't spend. Exactly. Like all good currencies, Raj coin should be hoarded forever. If you're lucky, your handful of abstract chimera tokens will make you richer and richer as society descends into an overheated technocratic dystopia. Look! Our mascot is adorable. Wow, that is adorable. Hey, can I use my Raj coin to invest in those fun NFTs everybody's talking about? That's a great idea. My cyberpunk health tender is perfect for pretending you own a gif of a kitten sneezing that's freely available to everyone else. But before you trade all your real money for an ephemeral pretend coin, you pour into an investment more vaporous than a ghost fart, I'd make sure you buy some GPUs. Rogecoin mining is driving their cost into the stratosphere. And since 90% of Rogecoin has already been mined, you're going to need a lot of computing power for that last 10%. I thought GPUs were for gaming? <laughs> what are you, a child? <laughs> Just because a product is created for a specific purpose doesn't mean it can't be co-opted for an Ouroborosian cycle of raw capitalism that recycles real resources into planetary waste for the sake of ever more ethereal non-creations that only exist as mirages in our minds. So, are you ready to give Rajcoin a try? Yeah, I'm investing my life savings into it right now. That's fantastic. I'm sure you definitely won't end up like the many amateurs who lose their life savings on a gamble they don't understand because a fast-talking YouTuber with no credentials and a vested interest in keeping the scheme going told them to give it a shot. I'm Roger. Oh, and by the way, uh, I just tweeted that all purple watermelon up in their can and should corn all over my lily white also, Mars is flat. Ah, uh, well, now it says that my Rajcoin investment is totally worthless. Always has been. <laughs> I, you, I love, I love those little commercials he does. I mean, especially at the end. I don't know where the heck that came from. Oh yeah, by the way, Mars is flat. <laughs> where did that come from? Anyway, but again, folks. I'm not an investment advisor I'm in all seriousness. Uh, again, just like he was saying on his video, Roger, right? So many people follow YouTube influencers that have literally no credentials. Remember, I don't have credentials. 
I am not a, uh, again, not an investment advisor. But what I do know, and, and I want, and this is just my opinion, this is what I, Jason Jones, is doing. This is what my family is doing. This is what many in my family is doing. We are trading our federal debt instruments called the Federal Reserve Note and putting it in actual assets like silver, okay, gold even. Here's the thing. The money we use is no different than a gift card for Walmart. You can't take that gift card for Walmart and go to JCPenney. They're going to look at you like you're an idiot. They're going to be like, that's worthless to us. Well, the Federal Reserve note is no different. Eventually, it's going to be to the point where you're going to take that Federal Reserve note, which once was used as the world currency. You'll go to a different country, and they're going to look at you and be like, <laughs> I'm, not giving you, I'm not giving you a fair exchange for this currency for that. That's garbage. But you know what is recognized around the world? Gold, silver, palladium, rhodium, copper. Precious metals can be traded worldwide. Gold and silver dates all the way back to the biblical times. That's sound money. So again, do your own research. Don't listen to me, please. And I mean that with all sincerity. Do your own research. Understand where you're putting your Federal Reserve notes and why. I'm not going to sit here and tell you don't invest your federal debt notes that you work so hard for into crypto. But what I am saying is if you do, just look at FTX and look what happened there. There's so many people that lost a lot of money. Be very, very cautious in digital things, digital, quote, assets. It's like Oscar was just saying up here earlier. Crypto, again, crypt to bury, right? It's, 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 it's dead. It's virtual, just like our de facto jurisdiction that we have, the de facto government. It's all dead. Corp, corpse, corporations, dead. Metaverse, meta means death. All of this is, is, is about death, the, the, the land of the dead. God is not about the land of the dead. God is about the land of the living. Okay, you don't hear anything about cryptocurrency in the Bible. Yeah, but Jason, there was no computers back then. No kidding. So we've been told. We don't know that. But you know what you do hear about back in the Bible as far as money? Gold, silver. So again, just be very cautious where you put your hard-earned time towards. And I use that term that very specifically. Because you trade your time which is very precious, by the way. Your time is an unrecycled, it's an unrecyclable commodity. You can never recycle your time and you can't get it back. Okay? Be very cautious where you spend your time. We don't have much of it. We need to be wise with it. Don't let somebody scam you in the time that's precious to you 
Don't let anybody scam you because at time you trade in for Federal Reserve notes and those notes go into whatever it is you put it in. All right, so just watch. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's do a quick prayer. Excuse me. Heavenly Father, we thank you again, as we will always do each and every day for this day. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your guidance. We ask for your forgiveness. We repent of our sins. And we want to make sure that we come to you always with everything, both during good times and during times of trial. We just ask that you continuously guide us in our journey in this life. It can be a bit confusing. It can be a bit challenging. And yes, quite frankly, if we can be completely honest with you, God, as I know you want us to be, life can kind of suck. But we know that you have our backs. We know that you are guiding us. So just keep strengthening our armor internally and externally so that Satan cannot creep in and create doubt and anxiety. As we round out the 2022 year, at least according to what we've been told, we do pray that you continuously give us clarity into the new year which I believe is probably not really till when spring starts and when when new growth comes, when new life comes about. I truly believe that's the new year. But again, I guess we'll find out in due time. But no matter whether if it's tonight striking midnight or when new growth comes in the spring, we thank you for the new year coming. We thank you for lessons learned in 2022 and we continuously ask continue to help us learn help us create have more understanding help us discern and as usual thank you for another day of life and good health thank you for our families and our spouses our friends our children grandchildren nieces nephews aunts uncles grandmas grandpas family in general and we pray for the good health of everybody here at his heart line in this community and anybody that's outside of this community we pray for good health for all people who follow you god and even those who are lost that haven't found you yet we pray all of this in your wonderful wonderful holy son's name jesus christ yeshua the savior of our world amen we thank you here at his heart line and when i say we the jones family We thank you for a great year. We started this podcast at the beginning of February, so 11 months ago. And we're going to continue on for year two, once we get past January, of course. But we're going to continue in year two and three, and we're going to keep going. I'm going to make this podcast the biggest podcast, and not me. I should Let me correct myself. I'm not going to make this podcast anything. I believe God will make this podcast the biggest podcast show the biggest podcast that will ever exist that really proclaims the love of Christ and the praising of God, or at least the top three. I'll, I'll, I'll even settle for the top 10 in the world, but I want top three. I don't have to be number one, but I want top three, (laughs) but we're going to continue to be here. No matter if we're top three or on the bottom three, we're going to continue to always be here. And so I just want to let all, you know, that, You guys are wonderful, and you're the reason why I still come here. 
God asked me to come here. You're the reason why I'm still here. Because even if it was just only one man or woman that just listened in, I'd continue to be here for that one man or woman. I'm not trying to save the world. I'm not trying to be the change of the world. I'm just trying to change the world of any one man or woman that wants to come here and listen. God helped me in a great way. Jesus helped me and my wife and our marriage in a wonderful way. I want to share those stories continuously with you. I want to continue reading the Bible for you. So if you're not a big reader, I can just read it for you. Not only the Bible, but also the research with the assembly and what's going on with the assembly. Because I know people aren't really big readers, but a lot of people love podcasts and they like to listen because it makes it easier for them so they can multitask. We'll be, we'll be that, as well, as Zero in Michigan said, we'll be that conduit of information to the best of our ability. So you can multitask and go jog or drive to work or whatever it is you do and listen at the same time because reading takes a lot of time. Researching takes a lot of time. I get it. And so we're, we're here for you. And uh, I, I wish all of you a happy new year. 2022 may have sucked for many, but we got to remember to think and reflect on the good things too that have occurred. We've been awakened to so much. A lot of has been, you know, a lot has been revealed and we're going to continue to see more things be revealed. And I think we're going to start seeing more being ratcheted up as time goes on. And remember, we need to not only turn our eyes to God and Jesus Christ and invite Christ in our heart, but we need to assemble our states, ladies and gentlemen. This is my last message I will say for 2022. It is important that we assemble our states. We need to restore this republic. It is restored, but we just need strength in numbers. Okay? We need strength in numbers. So if you want to learn more about the National Assembly and how that process looks and look at the information is available at the National Assembly, let's go to national-assembly.net, national-assembly.net. And also I have my personal website, which I haven't touched in a while. I do need to update that a little bit, but that's hishardline.com hishardline.com. And again, one last little miniature commercial. If you want a travel mug for coffee or a coffee mug for home with the His Hardline logo on it, all you have to do is just go email Randy at justcraftingaroundthenumber2@gmail.com. I hope you all have a wonderful day, a wonderful rest of 2022, and we'll be back here next year, which is tomorrow. <laughs> And remember, here at His Heartline, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. We will not let the enemy cross that threshold, that line anymore. It's up to us to hold that line. As God says in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It's very important you remember that, ladies and gentlemen. God is with you wherever you go. He's in every breath that you breathe in and out. Don't fear the enemy. The enemy has no authority over you. You have the authority over the enemy. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back here tomorrow in 2023. We'll see you next year. No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. 
Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in here at His Heart Line. Really appreciate you. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family. Just copy the link, shoot it via text. You could share it on social media. I don't care if you got to put it up in smoke signals. Just get it out there. And don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And join us here every single day. We operate six out of the seven days a week. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Don't forget, don't forget. sovereignty itself is of course not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, Sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. We'll see you back here next time.